0: It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Jared Daffy will join us shortly. I'm just going to give you an update with the market for the Golden Slipper and also Georgie Ferrugia, of course, with Off The Leash this morning. Tangaloa is at $5, Hanseatic at 6 Now, Tangaloa, the Blue Diamond Champs, barrier number six, and Hanseatic barrier number nine for the Slipper. Farnham, the favourite, in a little bit of trouble. It's eased. After the Barry draw, Barry number 14 now equals second favourite with Hanseatic at $6. If you like Prague, that was a very, very good push, I thought, from Kira Marr this morning. With this galloper that won well last Saturday at $13. Then King's Legacy at $34. Away game at $15. Dame Giselle, horse number nine, barrier four for Timmy Clark at $9. Um, personal at $17 that I thought was really good for Lindsay Park, but it's got barrier 19 to overcome. Moutesira out to $67 after drawing barrier 18. She was the pre-post favourite. Once upon a time in the Golden Slipper. So that's the story there. But the favourite at $5 is Tangaloa. Time now for off the leash and Georgie Ferreja joins us. Hello, Georgie.
1: G'day, mate. How are you?
0: Good, thanks, mate. What can you tell us about the Shepherd and Cup?
1: Yeah, I thought it was packed with some really, really good results. And number one for me was to see Jabrina back, did his best. This Greyhound won a heat of the maturity back in July last year, Garrett. Hurt himself, didn't take part in the final. In fact, he defeated Whiskey Riot um, to make that final. And we hadn't seen him up until a couple of weeks ago where he debuted back at Horsham. And it's taken him three runs, but he's got back to the winner's circle after running fourth in that Horsham Cup. He was electric last night. 6.46 early, 11.09 down the back. He's absolutely flying. He ran 24.91. I think. I just think it's a great story for, for trainer Rocky Crisafi to get this Greyhound back after a serious injury. But I suppose his limelight was taken a little bit because we do have a new track record holder, this Greyhound's uh, hardstyle Rico. Wow, 24.77, defeating the old track record of 24.82. Uh, uh, he was he was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, Crimson Vixen jumped really nice, got into a position, but he was just too close. He began, well he powered away to score in new track record time. Now, uh, it's no surprise, obviously this greyhound's very very fast. He's already run twenty nine sixty at the Meadows, Gareth, and these type of runs. But I just thought uh, with Crimson Vixen in the race, it would be a bit of a challenge for him. But wow, he just absolutely blew them all away. He's drawn box eight in the five in the final and will start favourite in the final. He's at two forty, Gareth. Whiskey Ride, of course, he began okay and then had to do it a little bit tough. He's at two dollars ninety. He's drawn box seven and Jabrina, the Greyhound we mentioned at three sixty. I'll just go through the box draw quickly, Gareth. Jabriner in one. Rothwell Girl is gal who's racing really, really well at ten dollars. Brayson Bits at twenty one. Benchester fifty one. Revelation twenty one. Dave Burnett, can he continue his winning ways in group finals with Snags McKenzie at twenty one? As we said, Whiskey Ride at two ninety, And Hardstyle Rico will exit the same box he did in winning his heat at $2.40. So it is a cracking, cracking version of the Shepherd and Cup.
0: Just having a look at the market now with tab.com.au, is it, is it a surprise to you that Hardstyle Rico is the favourite over Whiskey Ride?
1: Oh, no, not, on, not after he broke the track record. I think pound for pound is equally as quick as, as Whiskey Ride. And I think uh, with what we've heard from trainer Anthony as a party is that Whisty Wright will be looking towards the fence, Gareth. So Hardstyle Rico will certainly get the run of the race from out there. And I think you're seeing some black figure odds here because of the likes of Jabrina drawing so well. Very, very hard to see anyone leading Jabrina if he begins cleanly with the splits he can, he can muster. So it certainly won't be his own way, Hardstyle Rico, but his heat his win was absolutely awesome uh, last night.
0: It's going to be a great Shepparton Cup and I guess with like Hardstyle Rico doing what he did there last night, it just makes it interesting, doesn't it? Because, say, if you go back towards the Australian Cup, Whiskey Riot looked to be unbeatable when it came to greyhound racing in this country.
2: Yeah,
1: you're right. I mean, he's formed in the last couple of months. Whiskey Riot's been outstanding. But Hardstyle Rico's been going about his business. He started his career really, really well. He's made a couple of group one finals. He started odds on in a national derby, uh, Gareth. And, look, he had no luck in the final. I think it's just a matter of time for this greyhound before he wins a, a big group final. And, look, he gets his opportunity. It's not going to be easy, obviously. Whiskey Wright was one win away from, from becoming the sixth greyhound of all time to win over a million dollars. And his run in that Australian Cup was outstanding. Now, I said, we just keep coming back to Jabrino because he's such a speed dog here. And his splits are outstanding. So, they looked the three. As we said, Rothwell, Gal. You've got to hand it to her. Her win at the Meadows midweek last week was outstanding in twenty nine seventy eight, 78 She's come out and beat some very, very good dogs. She's drawn box two. It's just going to be hard for her to get across from Jabrina, who's drawn on her inside, but she deserves her place in the final. As we said, Dave Burnett, who'd still be riding yeah. on a little bit of a high after his unbelievable win in the Perth Cup, gets snagged McKenzie. drawn Drawn awkwardly, though, in six.
0: So right now... What twelve fifteen on a Tuesday morning, Georgie? Who wins the Shepherd and Gold Cup?
1: Yeah, look, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Jabriner off box one. I just I just like um, where he's positioned. He will show the speed. He's only had three runs back um, from, as we said, a pretty hefty injury. So I know he ran about two and a bit lengths slower than Hardstyle Rico did, but you've got to really try to run these greyhounds down. I, I, my money will be with Jabryna. Uh, at around the $3 quote, I believe, yeah, three sixty dollars 60 and $1.37 a place. So I just think he's drawn too well.
0: OK, what about on Thursday? We've got the Maitland Gold Cup. Looking forward to that. And then we'll preview the Horsham Cup in just a moment. But um, that should be a ripper race on, on Thursday.
1: Yeah, and we, we get to see a greyhound that we've seen a little bit of in Victoria. Of course, the grand quality started favourite in the Ballarat Cup. But Gareth, as you, as you recall... Um, was beaten in that, um, but come out and won the Warrigal Cup really impressively. He's come up a $1.90 favourite. He's drawn box one, and we've heard from Connections say, yeah, look, he's a greyhound that likes to track a little bit wide and use use a wide draw, but they are absolutely wrapped with drawing box one because he'd still be able to hold a forward position and be pretty hard to beat. Um, After that, Turbo Thomas, this is the greyhound that set the Australian record, winning 18 in a row. His run was outstanding last week. We heard from Jason McKay say that even though he was defeated in his heat, it was still probably one of his best runs. He's getting better and better. Turbo Thomas, believe it or not, even though he did win 18 in a row. Of the others, Bill Barth is in the market, and so is Ebby Infrared, who had the luxury of box one to win his heat. It gets it a little bit tougher in box five. You'd think Legrand's quality on his heat win was absolutely outstanding. Around the 24.70 odd mark, is going to be hard to beat in this Maitland Cup.
0: All right, mate. What about the Horsham Cup today? Finally, we get to see the Horsham Cup run and one.
1: Yeah, we do. It's, it's been a while, hasn't it? Really. <laughs> uh, it? It feels like an eternity. I think it's been two and a two and a bit weeks um, since we've seen the race. And look, there's still been some scratchings. Unfortunately, uh, the red uh, comes out. Who was uh, probably my leading selection before the scratchings, and that was. Uh, Christo Bale, who is out, and also Zambora Lou, this young flying machine for uh, Jason Thompson, came out as well. But the good thing, uh, apart from those two being scratched, which is always unfortunate, is the reserves are certainly no slouches. Oakvale Beauty, of course, who made a a Melbourne Cup final uh, garrison, has made numerous group finals, uh, comes up with box one, and time to talk. This absolute speed demon has come up with the six. I still think Tigalong Tonk's going to be hard to beat. He's a $2.10 favourite. But I tell you what, Oakvale Beauty is drawn where she wants to be. We all know what she did to them in the in the Laurels final where she had the red. She's been a terrific dog. So she comes into contention. And they haven't missed her. She's into $6.50 now. Tigalong Tonks at two ten, dollars Prince at $6.00. Vivitar at $16.00. Mapunga Pegasus at 23 So Angela Langton, Jeff Britton have got a big team going into this. Mapunga Wonder, who's probably racing in career best form, is at $5.50. And the outsider of the race, smoking Cindy, at $18. But it's an interesting race. And I just think Tigalong Tonk, who was beaten by Hardaway Winnie in that heat of the Australian Cup, Gareth, where we tipped him on top and she was just too good and only got beaten uh, a very small margin not to win an Australian Cup, obviously, uh, behind um, one of the right greyhounds. So I think Tigalong Tonk is the big chance here off box three if he can begin cleanly. So, really, really good race. That kicks off at 6.15. We also see the draft dog go around, Gareth. We won't forget 9.27 in only a four-dog field. So, hopefully, he handles Horsham well and circumnavigates around him and wins. He's at a $4 mark. So, uh, good luck to all connections of 9.27. Yeah, and
0: um, like... um with Tigalong Tonk the other day, this horse, or this greyhound, I should say, I don't think it was the perfect preparation for that heat for the Australian Cup. I think they had a few problems there on the road. So his performance under that circumstance was pretty good and he does look tough to beat at that $2.10. He does. And
1: it's just been this little cloud around some of the greyhounds and their fitness because some of them have been coming back from the virus strain. And so it, it, it's, it, we're still up in the air with, with some of this stuff. Obviously, we're seeing what's going on in our own lives. But, um, look, these greyhounds are going to get better and better. And as we said, we we tipped one as our best earlier in the program for Corey Grenfell because they've had a run or two under their belt now. He was one of the first kennels um, to to, to go underground, in a sense, uh, not race for a a little while and then come back through it. So hopefully we're going to start seeing some of these bigger kennels come back as well and and, and beat beat the odds here. But, yeah, look, it's still sweeping uh, across the state, obviously. Justin Thompson has had to scratch and... It's probably the first case or one of the first cases we've seen in the Gippsland area. That's a little bit of a concern because it's also a very big greyhound area. Obviously, it's been through the Geelong and Ballarat areas as well. So, yeah, we just, it's just to watch this space at the moment. It's unfortunate, as we said, especially for Christo Bale. I think he's a greyhound-going place. He was drawn well. His heat run behind the Punga Wonder was outstanding. So, hopefully, we see him on the track uh, before too long.
0: It was one of those situations where we, it was, we, we knew that it would hit this state. And um, we just got to go through it at the moment, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. I suppose it's a little bit of a different situation than than WA because obviously WA, the greyhound area, is a little bit smaller. I suppose there's a lot of trainers near each other. They are always bound to get it. I suppose we're a little bit more spread out here in Victoria in different parts where there's there's greyhound areas. And that's, I suppose, what's going to be interesting for New South Wales. It's such a vast area of land with different pockets of, of greyhound people I can't confirm this 100%, but I believe that there had been some testings for coronavirus in the Richmond area of New South Wales. That's not going to be ideal leading into their their golden Easter egg period too. So, yeah, it's just going to be a watch and see type thing. I know a lot of Victorians are looking to head up.
0: When you think that the greyhound virus has hit Victoria, Western Australia is such a long way away, but it's probably going to hit New South Wales and South Australia and then probably up to Queensland, you would imagine, Georgie. If we're being frank here.
1: Yeah, South Australia has got some recorded cases already. Um, I spoke to one of our trainers in the national draft, Ben Rawlings, who had a couple of greyhounds that were feeling under the weather. So Ben hasn't started his dogs for a little while. So you'd suggest that it it could play havoc a little bit in South Australia. So I I just hope people are getting better and better. And we've seen with a lot of the Victorian trainers, Gareth, stay home and not race their dogs. And I think that's helped a little bit. We have had still a Large amount of scratchings, but we 've still been able to have meetings and I think that 's pretty important for turnover and, and going forward
0: hey George it 's an interesting time there 's no doubt about that, um, but we appreciate your time just quickly. Winners are grinners now. there was a couple of happy punters out there, and we all need a back a winner at this time. Um, seven thousand at two point four and rider patrol, five thousand dollars on woofy swagger, five thousand at two point two on um, rider patrol as well, I should say. All in Ava, four thousand at two point nine, and then four thousand at a dollar fifty on Line Seeker. What about better luck next time? Any losing bets?
1: Yeah, we had two pretty big ones, ten thousand at a dollar seventy-five on Speed Twin. That was at Ballarat in race five where he ran third. Another ten K at a dollar fifty on Soda King at sale, who ran second. Um probably the round of applause is the one we like the best. Five hundred at fourteens on noonborough Jack at Geelong yep. in race eight and another 500 on Ashton Eureka and 500 on Effects Gold. They were both at 10 at Bendigo and Geelong, uh, respectively. So, uh, yeah, look, there's been some winners. We just uh, make sure everyone's going to keep safe. And the good thing with greyhound racing and horse racing and, and I suppose, harness racing is that no, we can't contract the disease off, off, off these fabulous pets of ours. They're going through their own wards. But yeah. uh, it's good. To, hopefully, we get to see the industry continue because, it looks like a couple of these major sports are going to fall by the wayside. So Grand Racing might have a spot, to, to, uh, you know, a, a, a place to, to you know, for people to have something to do at night time. Hey, you'll be
0: the most <laughs> important person in the planet soon, Georgie, when we turn to <laughs> mate, you to make some money.
1: Wouldn't have thought so, mate. But, no, hopefully uh, everyone stays safe.
0: Good on you, George. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. There's Georgie Ferrugia there, of course, with Off the Lease. Now, this is exciting news. The Meadows have just purchased two entry forms for the 2020 launching pad to be held at Sandown in March and April. And the boss of the Meadows, Ash Baker, joins us now on RSN Central. Good afternoon to you, Ash. G'day, Gareth. How are
2: we going? Good,
0: thanks, mate. Can you just explain the launching pad to our listeners out there that might not know the concept of this race?
2: Yeah, so this is obviously a race that the Sandown Ground Racing Club have been uh, running for some time where you've got to purchase tickets to get an entry into the series. Um, so we, the, the heat kick off uh, next Thursday night. Um, and then there's the semi-finals and then a final launching pads um, follows that in early April. So exciting series. There's, I think there's over $400,000 worth of prize money up for Grab for Connections. Um, but it's a unique way, it's a unique sort of series for um, our industry where you've got to actually purchase, purchase a ticket yep. um, to have a runner in the series.
0: It's like sort of, it's nearly like Greyhound's answer to the Everest in a way.
2: It, it certainly is and it was, uh, it's was. it been running since uh, before the Everest's conception so yep. um, I think we'd like to probably, Sandown would certainly like to take dibs on that. Uh, I
0: apologise. It's 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 the Everest or the Greyhounds the Everest that stole the idea off um, Sandown.
2: I, I think that's, better put gareth
0: um so how can we take part in um, getting a couple of tickets
2: yep yeah we purchased two tickets and what we thought we would do is we would try something a little bit different in uh, line with the concept of the launching pad series and we're running we're letting the public decide so we're running a voting competition through our website um you'll find a link on there where you can i think we've got 20 dogs so we called for trainers to nominate or connections to nominate a greyhound that might be looking to get into the series that weren't able to purchase a ticket. We received 20 nominations, so you'll see them on the website. There's uh, Dogs Like Starry's Lad, Catch the Feet, uh, Diamond Cartel, uh, Burning Mountain and um, plenty of other young pups uh, up there. And um, voting closes on Thursday at 11.59pm, so we'll announce the winner on this Friday. Um, And the public... Um, who vote correctly for the top two voted dogs. There'll be one winner for each of those two greyhounds. Um, for the public, where they'll win $1,000 up front. If your greyhound then goes on to win a semi-final throughout the launching pad series, you'll win another $2,000. And if you're lucky enough that um, your greyhound gets through to the final and wins the final, there'll be $10,000 up for grabs.
0: So hopefully it's it's not a guarantee to make it into the final. So the greyhounds need to compete into the like the heat semi finals yep. and then final, but there is a chance to win a little bit of money and we probably yep. need our experts to help us out who to vote for. Would that be right?
2: I think so. It wouldn't be worth, might be yeah. worth getting Georgie back on and um, a couple of the other experts yeah. to have a look at a couple of these pups are obviously r- running around at the moment, as you would expect. And there's been a couple of them win impressively over the last sort of seven days. So um, we've got a few more days to vote. We've had about 900 votes already since it opened on Friday night. Um, so there's uh, plenty of opportunity to get involved.
0: This is unprecedented the time that we are going through and you're a boss of a major sporting club in this country there at the Meadows. Um, how difficult has it been for, for you and the what protocols have you been able to implement in a short amount of time there, Ash?
2: Look, it, it is unprecedented. Um, you can have business continuity plans in place and um, to deal with the pandemic, I don't think you ever would think in your lifetime that you're going to have to deal with that. But here we are. Um, I've got a board meeting this afternoon that I've called uh, to, to get together and work out a bit of a process in place to certainly take us through till um, the end of the uh, state of emergency concludes and we'll reassess them. But yep. it's look, we've still got a business to run and we've got races to run and we've got to do them in the most efficient and effective manner we can whilst keeping everyone um, healthy and uh, safe.
0: What impact would it have on your club if racing did stop?
2: we have a large number of casuals that that's the biggest impact is we have obviously dining every saturday night we run a snack bar every um wednesday and saturday and we also hold conferences and events where a lot of our casual staff and we, we drive a bit. A lot of revenue out of that business as well so um we're getting conferences and events getting cancelled every day for uh, the next four weeks so that that certainly hurts our bottom line and it's also the impact on our casual staff but uh, we'll do whatever we can to look after our staff and hopefully get through it all together
0: yeah it's a difficult time thanks for that update ash and let's hope we can participate in this competition i think it's wonderful how you can combine the fans and and then hopefully they can join up with a a star greyhound and win this launching pad ten thousand dollars um that would that would be pretty handy right now (laughs) Sure would. Thanks for uh, having me on, Gareth. There we go. There's Ash Baker, the CEO at the Meadows there, and that's an exciting new initiative by that club to take part in the 2020 launching pad there at Sandown in March and April.